Good evening and welcome to episode 10 of Dinnertime Discipleship. Uh, I am Neeraj, your host, and I've got Christine, my lovely bride over here, uh, with Noah, my son, Eva, my daughter, 15 years old, uh, 13 years old, and Leela, our, our youngest, 7 years old. Everyone say hi. Hola. Hi. Uh, today, well, let me back up. We've been, uh, we've been missing in action for quite a while. I think it's been almost two weeks since we published a, uh, a podcast episode. And we've been wrapping up school and been particularly busy at work. So it's just been uh, kind of a crazy time. And we haven't really had much time to sit down and uh, do a lot of discipleship. Uh, but now that school is out and things are calming down somewhat at work, uh, I think we've had a little bit more time to gather around again and get back into it. So uh, we're glad to be back. And today's topic is going to be something pretty weighty, something significant. And I don't know, we were debating whether or not we're going to have enough time to cover the issue completely uh, during the, the span of a podcast. You know, we try to keep these things somewhere between 30 and 50 minutes, sometimes a little bit more than that. Uh, but, but this issue, uh, this topic for today is the meaning of truth. Is there such a thing as truth? What is truth? And there's a lot of different ways you can think about that, different ways you can apply that. The, the sort of follow-up question, the way we're going to apply that, the, the meaning of truth, is are all religions the same? Now, when you talk about the meaning of truth, and if there is such a thing as truth in the first place, then you can take that in a lot of different directions. Uh, but, but we're going to take it in the direction of what I just said. It, are all religions the same? Uh, it's not our goal to attack anyone or to attack any particular belief system, uh, but rather to just point out that they are different. That's our goal. And it's our, it's our goal to establish why, how we know they're different, how they're not all the same. So that said, um, I'm just going to briefly quote a passage from Scripture. And unlike most cases where we're trying to cite something that the Father has said or something Jesus has said or something that one of the apostles has said. Um, today, we are trying to quote uh, Pontius Pilate. In John 18, there's an encounter between Jesus and Pilate. This is when Jesus is being uh, led off to be crucified. He is being uh, questioned by Pilate. And here's the encounter that, that ensues. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this, from this world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. 
And Pilate said to him, what is truth? So what is truth? Something that's like right. Something that's right? What uh, do you mean by that? Well, like for example, if you say the truth is that I did something, if I actually did do it, then that's the truth. Okay. Why is it? Why is truth important? So that people know what actually happened, because uh, people deserve the truth. Uh, there's a verse somewhere in the Bible, I forgot where it is, but it said that people deserve the truth. Well, I think oftentimes you hear just in our culture about you know people say that I I you know that's not my truth, or um, you can believe that if you want. Or, um, you know, so some variation of that, that, that something that suggests that there are, it's okay to have different versions of the truth. Well, maybe, Can there be different versions of the truth? Well, no, because either it happened or it didn't. People will say that maybe are, just, <clears throat> maybe just don't want to admit that it's true or, uh, or just saying that it's not true. Uh, just so something happens. I don't know why. Um, well... When Dad says different versions of the truth, it makes me think of two people who got in a fight. They both have different sides of the story, and they could both be true. So those those could be different truths. But they could so also, I, never mind. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? No, never mind. Never mind. Well, so that's a very good point, Eva. You're, you're talking about two different stories that are both true. But the important thing is that for that to be possible they have to be consistent with each other. They can't conflict, right? So for example, to, for what you just said, you know, you and I could have gone to get ice cream today, right? And we come back from the ice cream store and, and, and mom asks us, hey, what, what happened? You know, what happened when you went out to get ice cream? And I could say, well, we got in the car and we drove to, the, to Marble Slab and I ate a vanilla ice cream cone. And you could say, dad drove 30 miles per hour and we parked two spots away from the store and you got a mint chocolate chip ice cream cone. Those are three, um, the three facts I said are completely different than the three facts you said, right? But they're both true, right? Both our stories are true. They're just different things. So so you mean in the argument uh, when there are two truths, I mean, they could both be true. They so, can both be true. Go ahead, Christine. I think that a lot of times when people say, like, my truth or I speak the truth, what they're saying is this is my experience. Just because you experience something, yes, you observed it. Yes, you participated in it. Yes, what you saw was real, but that's not the entirety of the story. And so what Dad was saying, he's telling his version of events. It's not incorrect. Eve is telling her version of events. That's not necessarily incorrect. But only God is the one who sees from above, who sees all of the, the events and can say, this is what actually happened. You, When you say my truth, what you're saying is my limited experience, my limited knowledge mm -hmm. with the situation. Right. And to go back to what Noah and Eva were saying, or to the, the example of the ice cream store, what if I had said, uh, I drove 40 miles an hour, and Eva says, no, no, he drove 45 miles an hour. 
Now, can both of our stories still be true? Yes, mm-hmm. actually, because at one time you could drive 40 and then you could go. Okay. You're, you're lawyer. <laughs> All right. I got lawyer. Okay. Okay, fine. Uh, let's say that uh, I say that I only had one ice cream cone and Eva says, no, he had exactly two ice cream cones. Can those both be true? Or you split it. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Do <laughs> you understand the point I'm trying to make is yeah. that without getting hyper technical about it, th- there can be something that did happen or something that did not happen. Right. And yeah. our stories don't necessarily, they may be both be true or they may not both be true. The, 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 the really key thing is that they cannot be inconsistent with each other. If they're inconsistent with each other, then they cannot both be true. Do you agree? Yes. Okay. So our experiences, the whole of our experiences are limited to um, the rules that God has laid down just for the universe. Like you cannot be in two places at one time. You cannot, um, I don't know, time time is, is sequential. So, you know, things like that where my experience is always going to be subject to the rules that God makes. And God is the one who... Um, has like I guess the bird's eye view of everybody's experience and 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 how it all fits together. So, um, which is not to say that uh, we should invalidate when people say like I'm speaking my truth. What you're saying is I'm sharing my experience. And yes, it's important. Yes, it's valid. But it is not capital T truth. It's your experience. Yeah, and experiences can be true. You know, if I tell you what my experience was in a particular thing. Or my life experience. It doesn't mean it's not true, but that is simply my experience. It does not mean it's the, tr- the universal truth. Now, can you think of an example, Christine, of that? Of, of what specifically? Well, something like, I, I think it comes down to opinions, right? So think of an example where someone might say this was their truth when they really mean this was their experience and it's not necessarily universally true. Um, okay, so what's what, what, getting ice cream? <laughs> Leela's just got ice cream on the brain. <laughs> okay, so let's say that somebody's in um, a work environment. There's two employees, and they don't get along. And one of the employees feels like you know they're just not welcome in this work environment. They're not appreciated. Um, the other one says, oh, that person is lazy. They don't do their job well. They're they're just not good at it. They're a, like a toxic person. So, sorry. Go so, ahead. so maybe, maybe if all, maybe if all that is true, then maybe they deserve to be treated like that until they are, until like they fix everything. Well, perhaps, but that's not really the point of what we're talking about. Um, so let me continue in this scenario and, and, and maybe we'll kind of, that'll help kind of clear, clarify the point. Um, so one person walks away from the situation and says, well, you know, this was a toxic work environment. My truth is that I was abused. And the other person is saying, well, my truth is that um, I work with a bunch of lazy bums and um, I'm the only hard worker here. They can't both be true, right? Or can they? Well, it's their it's their shared, not shared, but it's their individual experiences. 
that's what they perceived as what happened. And, you know, what the other person said, that was their perception of the events that, that, that transpired. Is that what you were asking for? A scenario where people have two different versions right, of yeah, the truth? Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, but in that scenario that you painted, what is the objective, capital T, truth? All people are flawed. All people have shortcomings. Um, and both people failed to receive grace and love from the other party. What do you mean party? Party meaning person. Well, uh, if they're both true, then that just means that uh, they're treated like that because of what they do. If one of them is true, like if the guy that only works hard, if that's true, then he's just only the guy who works hard. I don't think I understand what you mean. Like you're saying that the truth depends on um, the experience? Never mind. I'm, never mind. Never mind? Okay. If you if you figure out if you want to rephrase it in a different way, just just say so. So um, I would say in a scenario like that, both people have legitimate um, experiences, <clears throat> legitimate I guess you could say complaints or whatever. But it's not the entirety of the story because, like I said, they're both lacking grace, um, lacking you know humility toward one another. Um, so it's important to point out that perception, a person's perception of something is not necessarily the truth. It's simply their perception of it or a perception of what happened. Right. But it's not necessarily true. So how can we apply that to this concept that all religions are the same? Well, before we go on to that, I want to I just flesh this out a little bit more. Okay. So what's another, can, can you all think of another example of what someone might perceive to be true but is not really necessarily the objective truth I can think of one um, let's let's say that you know we're talking 3,000 years ago and you see the Sun rising every morning and going up in the sky and setting in the evening you would think that the Sun revolves around the earth right if you even had the concept of revolving, right? You might just think that the sun is a ball that just goes up and comes down and then disappears and who knows where it went up to. It doesn't, though. But that's not the point. That that's the what they thought back 3,000 years ago. Oh, they didn't understand oh, it. They didn't have okay. telescopes and such. So. That was their perception. They probably thought that was the truth, right? Yes. We know today, by having a, a, a better view, we know that that's not the truth. The truth is that the earth revolves around the sun. That we, we know that the Earth is a sphere. We know that the Sun is a sphere. We know that they revolve around the Sun. Uh, the Earth revolves around the Sun, and many other planets revolve around the Sun as well. What were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. So, so you had that's another example of someone who you know their perception was their truth. Lowercase t was that you know the Sun that that ball in the sky. Maybe they wouldn't even realize it's a ball. Maybe they realize it's a circle. They would think it's a circle. That circle, that disc that goes up, you know, every morning and goes up and really high up and during noontime and goes down in the in the evening time. That circle and it disappears at nighttime. Who knows where it goes at nighttime? Um, that's what happens to it. And in reality, they had no idea that there's such a thing like the solar system. Can you all think of another example of what someone might 
you know, a different something, a scenario that shows or illustrates the difference between truth, capital T, actual truth, versus a perception. It's almost just like when you said people used to think the ocean was infinite, like it's like always good on forever. So, say it again. People used slowly. To, people used to think the ocean was infinite, like it's like goes down forever, like it's that deep. Uh huh. Infinitely deep. Yes. Um, when the Earth is flat, some people think that. Well, some people still think that today, but um, but about this, so well, the Earth is flat is a better example. But uh, for the Earth is flat, when uh, the same reason you said it's because we've like people have gone to space and know the Earth is not flat, and about the ocean, which is my example, people have like seen the bottom and. Uh, we have like actually have evidence that the ocean that the ocean is not uh, infinite, infinite, infinitely deep, right? So I have a little bit of a caveat or challenge, I guess, to yours your scenario, honey. Is that like you were saying a long time ago? People thought you know that there's just this magical thing that you know, lifts on its own accord in the morning and then comes down on its own accord in the evening throughout the day and just disappears at night. And now. We have the the gift of of science and the ability to say, oh, the sun is a ball of hot gas and the earth revolves around it. But I don't think that that means that one is to the exclusion of the other because it still takes some sort of power, some sort of source for the sun to exist and for the revolution to even happen. But gravity is not just, it's not not completely true because gravity is not just some magical thing. It's not some magical thing. It is a force, you're right. Um, the the fact that the Earth is turning, that the fact that the Earth um, responds to the gravitational pull of the Sun, I think speaks to the power of God. That God is the ultimate power, the creator of those things, and the one that set those things in motion in the first place. And I think that in in the one scenario, there's more room for mysticism in there, and just the magical ball that comes up and down. In our scenario, there's less room for mysticism, but that doesn't mean there's any less power behind it and any less. Um, well, but I wasn't, I wasn't meaning to suggest that there's any less quote-unquote magic. I, hate, I don't mean actually magic. I mean, you right. know. The unknown power. Right. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't mean to suggest that that did not exist. I was just pointing out that the perception that people had 3,000 years ago is not, you know, it's not correct. No, I understand. I just I, the reason I bring that up is because I think it's an interesting segue into the topic of truth and religion. And I still don't want to get there quite yet. Let, let's take, but let's take the next step. Okay. Oh yes, Eva, what is it? Oh, nothing. So let's take the next step. The next step is okay. We've kind of talked about what truth is. We've given examples of the difference between truth and perception. So now let's talk. Let's give a few examples. Let's talk about. Um, how people how people acknowledge the existence of truth every day, whether they realize it or not. So, for example, um, you might have someone who talks a lot about my truth this and my truth that, my, my truth that. But when they're calling uh, the phone company, calling Verizon Wireless to dispute a phone bill, all that my truth, their truth goes out the window. And they're saying, no, you overcharged me by $20. Why did you overcharge me? Right? That, that's, when, that, when that situation comes up, 
then all of a sudden there is an objective truth that they are thinking about. Or let me think of another example. Um, you might have a scientist who is very, um, you know, has a sort of my truth mentality. But when it comes to, you know, specific equations or constants or formulas or measurements or scientific facts, then all that rel- truth and relativity and sort of my truth, your, th- your truth stuff goes out the window. And they re- enter this realm, they enter this way of thinking that acknowledges that there is such a thing as absolute unequivocal truth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what do you, kids? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you either have plutonium in your hands or you don't. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's an example. I, 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 I guess I'm trying to just come up with example scenarios in in life today, where people will, on the one hand, say, "Oh, you know, truth is relative. You know, there's there's my truth and there's your truth, and we all have different truths." And then they'll turn around, you know, the next day and all of a sudden insist that there is such a thing as an absolute truth. And they'll be just completely two-faced about it. And I'm just trying to, you know, tease out some examples of, of how that happens or when that happens. About when or how the truth gets confused, like capital T gets confused. No, how people, how people are, are two-faced about it. On the one hand, they'll say there's such a thing as absolute truth. And on the other hand, they'll say my truth, your truth, it's all relative. Depending on the situation. That's what I'm getting at. I think that's the key. It, it depends on the situation. I think that people love the truth until it's no longer convenient to love it. Ah, there we go. People love the truth until it's no longer convenient for them. Yes, Eva? Like, um... You don't have to raise your hand, by the way, because you can start talking. <laughs> School's out. <laughs> <laughs> like, in court, if the the victim of a crime... If, alleged victim. Hmm? What is <laughs> I said alleged victim. What does that mean? Supposed. It, it means that it's not proven yet. Okay. So... It's just an accusation Assumed at this point. to be a victim. Yeah. The alleged victim Thank you. was, um, for example, their house was robbed, and they have the robber in the court too. So everything's going the alleged victim's way until they find out that the victim, alleged victim was just faking it, and... They don't love the truth anymore because it's not on their side and they won't get any benefit from the situation. Yeah. Very observant. Good. Good. Good example. What else? Noah, can you think of an example like that? Leela, can you think of an example? Ice cream. What? (laughs) (laughs) Your brain's in the shape of an ice cream cone. (laughs) It is. How about you, Noah? Can you think of an example? Um... No. No. Okay. Well, I think we've had a few examples. So, so let's review. You know, you've got this idea of relative truth. You know what relative truth means? Relative truth is uh, there's no absolute truth. It's not capital T truth. It's yeah, it could be this way, it could be that way. It depends on you. Depends on the person. Depends on the situation. Right? It's all relative. Wait. Never mind. Keep going. 
And then there's absolute truth, which is nobody can dispute this. This is true for every situation, every place, every time, everywhere. Okay? Yes. That's absolute truth. Now, Christine, you want to segue into what you were talking about? about well, yeah, I have a, another question. Can okay. we live in a world where absolute truth and relative truth can both coexist? Meaning, you know, we have the absolute truth, which is just, you know, it's very clearly black and white, yes or no. Can that kind of truth exist at the same time as relative truth, meaning my experience? Well, I don't think relative truth exists at all. Maybe that hasn't been clear yet, but I'll go ahead and say it. I don't think relative truth is a thing. There's only the absolute truth and that's it. It doesn't change. So our perceptions can change. Our experiences can change. We can both go through the exact same experience and come through it with different perceptions of that experience. We can come through that um, experience completely with completely different ideas about what just happened. We can both witness a car wreck and have completely different stories. But you're saying that just because I experienced it a certain way does not mean that that was what actually happened. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can have experienced it in a particular way, and your story may have bits and pieces of the truth. It may have none of the truth. It may have all the truth. That doesn't mean that your experience was not valid. It does not mean that you're lying. It does not mean any of those negative things. It simply means that there is an absolute truth. There is, at, at a you know, at a almost scientific level, there is a sequence of events that occurred during that car wreck. And, you know, it doesn't matter if anyone saw it. It doesn't matter if you saw it or another person saw it. It doesn't matter what your recollection of that car wreck is. All that matters ultimately when you're talking about the truth is what actually happened. It's like this, it's like the story of, not story, but it's like when people say, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, did it make a sound? Well, yeah, it made a sound because that's what... <laughs> how it works that that's basic science right so, so your point is either it's true or it's not so relative truth it cannot be anything exactly relative truth is not a thing there's only absolute truth now maybe there's an example of relative truth that i have Can not you considered pause one second is relative truth the same thing as experience no okay experience is experience you can't say my experience or your experience was wrong that's not possible your experience is your experience. You, I mean, that's just what what it was, right? That's how that's how you perceive something with your five senses. Okay. Or was it six senses? Five. Was it five? Yeah, that's why five. Oh, it's a movie. <laughs> you need to six go back to... <laughs> It's a movie. The sixth sense is tripping I see me up. Dead people. It's all M Night Shyamalan's <laughs> fault. Um, but but so so I'm not saying that people's experiences are, or perceptions are. Have, are the same thing as relative truth. Relative truth is like, I don't have a formal definition of it, but I, th I think of relative truth as someone saying that the truth can change depending on the situation or someone saying that the truth is equal to someone's experience. Okay, so define absolute truth. It's hard to define, but I, th I think of absolute truth as being that which is actually 
True. I, I, that was just actually true. I hate to use a word to define that same word, right? That, that's a terrible thing to do. But you can think of it as absolute truth being that which actually occurred, that which actually transpired, um, that which actually is. Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Um, I think... Irrespective of anyone, any human's perception. Even if you don't put, do it. Sorry, sorry. Put it another way. If humans did not exist to experience an occurrence... Y'all got to stop moving so much. Just picking up a ton of noise on the mic. That includes you, baby. Uh, that that means that if, if nobody was around to experience an, an event... That event still happened. It still had certain properties, like you know, a tree falls in the forest. It made a certain sound at a certain decibel level. It fell at a certain angle. It was a certain type of tree. Okay, so but, you're saying you know, it's indisputable. Uh, no, uh, dis- dis- disputing it—that's not. That's a separate thing. Okay. People can dispute it and do dispute it. That's not the point. It's simply that if you were an, an objective, if you were God, and this statement, even if you're an atheist, just play along. If you were God, you were objectively observing what's happening from above. What did you see? What is what did act? What actually happened? What actually is? That is truth. Okay. So, kids, let me ask you: Can you think of anything that Jesus said about the truth? Do you think of anything important that he might have said about himself that had to do with the truth? It's what he is. What That's is true. He, he is? What do you remember? What exactly it was that he said? He's or, the son of God. He said, "Yes, I am the son of God." What you say is true. He did say that when Pilate was questioning him. They said, "You are, are you the son of God?" And he said, "What you say is true." Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, what else? He says, "I am the truth." I am the, the way, way, the truth, and the, life. and the life. So Jesus is saying, "I am the truth." I think that if we were going to get a little brainy. We might say that the truth is consistent with what God has said. If God has declared something to be so, then it's the truth. God cannot say something that is not the truth. So if God has said it, it is truth. Jesus is, we say that Jesus is like the word, the living word. He is truth. Now, that's, I don't disagree with any of that. But that's, I think, jumping, jumping the gun a little bit. Okay. I mean, I I don't want to go that far yet because not everyone listening to this necessarily believes that there is a God or that they believe that Jesus is His Son or any of that. Sure. Right. So let's not go quite that far just yet. Um, although, although I I agree with you, right? Um, let, let's go to the next step, which you okay. mentioned earlier. Yeah, let or, me back up to that. So okay. people will, will say, like, you know, um, because we have science today, it has disproven a lot of what people believe or used to believe about Christianity. So, you know, the example about the sun and the earth and all of that. Like, you know, people used to believe that the earth was the center of the universe. And um, I think it was Galileo they put to death because... Um, he said otherwise. Are you you're nodding? Is that was that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, people very firmly held that the Earth must be the center of the universe, and they killed anybody who believed it in the name of religion, because God has declared that we are the center of the universe. Now, there's nothing in the Bible to prove that, 
But people held very firmly to that belief. That was the foundation of the religion, that Earth was the center of the universe. And now because of science, we can say, yeah, that's not correct. So does that mean that we should throw out all of Christianity? But before anybody, just hold your thoughts. I take issue with the very last, the way you phrased the question, does that mean we should throw out Christianity? Um, As someone pointed out, I think you said it, Christine, that that's not actually what the scripture teaches. Christine. You said Christine. (laughs) Sorry, anyway. (laughs) That's not actually what scripture teaches. It doesn't, I'm not aware of anywhere in the Bible where it says that the earth is the center of the universe. It's not. It was just a tradition that the Catholic Church. Right, right. So so when you phrase the question as, should we throw out all of Christianity? That, that, that suggests that, you know, that we teach or we believe or the Bible teaches that the earth was or is the, the center of the universe, and that's not the case. I just want to point that out. Okay, well, go I, ahead, Noah. Yeah, I think the, when it says the center of the earth, I think that's just a metaphor. So science doesn't really disprove it because it's not really what the Bible says. It doesn't really say that the earth is literally the center of the earth. It's just a metaphor. You mean the universe? This <laughs> universe yeah yeah so you're saying that perhaps it should have been interpreted metaphorically yes i think what i'm getting at though is that we have this we've always had an air of mysticism when it comes to religion and because of that the more science we have in our heads the more mysticism we toss out therefore i think a lot of people are like well why do we even have religion? Because science is the new religion. Well, science and religion can coexist at the same time because, like, science, most of science has nothing to do with religion because, um, what kind Eva's of does, shaking but, her head. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it kind of does, but, uh, they can still coexist at the same time because they can just be interpreted differently because people say that science disproves religion, but if you're interpreted in a different way, then they can coexist at the same time. I, I, I don't think, I agree with Eva, I don't believe that science and religion can differ. Because ultimately, you know, people like to come, they do this thing called compartmentalizing in, in their heads. They say, okay, science belongs in this part of my brain, religion belongs in this part of my brain, and I'm just going to keep them separate. That's right. I do. That, well, I don't think that's right, because we're talking about the truth here. If you believe in an absolute truth, Noah, if you believe in an absolute truth, then you cannot compartmentalize. Either something is true or it's not. Either Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve existed or they didn't. Either uh, evolution is a valid theory or it's not. Well, they can still both be true because remember we had that conversation a few months ago. Right, but but so we it's one thing to interpret scripture in a particular way so that it is consistent with what we know about science. Okay? Yes. It's another thing, and I'm not saying that's what we should or shouldn't do. I'm just saying that that's possible. And it's another thing to say that, oh, uh, science says one thing and religion says something else. I'm just going to put my head in the sand and not really think about it too hard and, and ignore the fact that they say two different things. They both make two opposing truth claims, right? Yes. They both make two opposing claims about the truth of where we came from. Yes, but it's like... They it's, cannot both be true. It's like we said earlier, because in, in the argument, uh, they can both be... I still think they can both be true, because the example is Adam and Eve, the conversation we had a few months ago. This was not a podcast, so I'll just say it. But So, when God created the earth, maybe it's not... Okay. Maybe it's not literally seven days, 
maybe it could be seven centuries, seven years, seven hundred thousand years or some. We, we don't know what it is, but maybe Gog first created uh, the monkeys or whatever we evolved from. Then they evolved into Adam and Eve. Primates. Yeah, primates. Not we're, we're primates too. But yeah, I hear what you're saying, um, but but you're proving my point, which is that we are interpreting Scripture in such a way that it can be consistent with what we know about science. Yes. They're not, they're, they're, when you interpret Genesis, the seven days of Genesis, to be seven long periods of time, which in my opinion is a valid way to, th- to think of it. But when you interpret Genesis in that way, then you're interpreting it in such a way that your, interpreta- your interpretation of Genesis is no longer inconsistent with what we know about evolution. Do you understand? Yes. They're now, they can now mesh with each other. But if you insist that Genesis, when it says seven days, it actually means seven literal days, if that's what you believe, and you also at the same time believe evolution is it, that it's true, I mean, we came about that way, then there's no way that, the, that you're right. You, you, you don't believe in an absolute truth, because if you did, your brain could not hold both of those things as being true, so because mean, they're inconsistent with each other. So you mean it depends on how you interpret it? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. In that. I'll also point out, um, and I don't want to get too sidetracked, I want to give everybody else a chance to talk to, because I feel like you and I are dominating conversation. But I'll also point out that science is not... You know, lately science has become the, in popular culture, in pop culture, it's become known as the only way to know truth. Science is the only tool we have to discover truth of the world around us. And I find that funny because science itself, that that claim that science is the only way you can know truth, that that claim itself is not subject. It cannot be tested. It's not falsifiable. It's it, it, That claim itself is not subject to the scientific method. So how can I know that that claim about science is true? In other words, if I say that science is the only way to learn about the world, it's the only way to learn truth, okay? Um, how can I know that what I just said is true? I can't use science to know whether that what, what I just said is true or not. So you don't know if it's true? That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is the statement that science is the only or the, the statement or the thought that science is the only way you can learn about the world or the only means of discovering truth, that statement is is not provable. Well, we don't know. Well, we can use science to learn about the world. Oh, absolutely. But, but I'm saying the only one it's not the only one. We can use science and religion to learn about the world. Yeah, and possibly, possibly, right? So um, that's what we're starting to get into, right? This is going to be a long discussion, more than one podcast. But that's what we're getting into is, okay, well, uh, if science is, if the claim that science is the only way to learn truth, uh, if that claim cannot be proven, because you can't use science to prove it, right? Yes. Uh, then, then... What are other ways of discovering truth? And uh, I think philosophy, which a lot of people misunderstand what philosophy is, but philosophy is a great means for, for doing that. Um, okay, we got way sidetracked. So, Christine, you want to bring us back to where we were? <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> Get my lasso out. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So we were talking about like what is truth, and we talked about um, you know relative truth. We talked about objective truth. Um, we talked a little bit about um, you know Jesus says he is the truth, um, and that was kind of jumping ahead. Dad said. So if we back up, what what would you say to somebody who says, well, you know, in my religion, it says this and this, and those. So these things are true. Therefore, my religion is also true. And that, hold on, but that that religion is also also teaches other things that are are in opposition to what Christianity teaches. Well, can we can we back up just one step, Christine? Sure. What if you have one religion? Let's not name any religions, but let's just say you have one religion that. Let me back up even more. There are a lot of people who say that all religions are true, right? All religions are true. All religions are paths to God. But then they can't be right because... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold that thought, okay? That's what they say. A lot of people think that. A lot of millions and millions and millions of people think that. Uh, billions and billions. <laughs> <laughs> to quote our leader, former leader. Um, so, so... You have these people saying that or thinking, believing that all paths lead to God, all religions are true or have truth in them. Um, and the question is, is that possible? Or, or even more basic question is, someone who thinks that way, let's, let's analyze their brain a little bit. Someone who thinks that way, that all religions are true. What is their perception of truth? We've talked about different ways to think about truth, the first part of this podcast. So someone like that who, who thinks all religions are the same or they're, they're all true, what? how do you think they think about truth? Not a hard, not a hard question. Do you think that they think that truth is relative or do you think they think truth is absolute? Can they all be true if they teach opposing things? Maybe. Well, I don't think they can because if one religion teaches, you know, the sky is blue and another one teaches that the sky is purple, can they both be right? Well, that's actually a good example because uh, if all, like, all religions cannot be true because uh, the Bible says that only, there's only one God. So uh, if there's only one God, then only Christianity is true and nothing else is. But what if their religion <laughs> says that only their religion is true and all the others are wrong? I'm laughing because I, I, I don't like your logic. Um, you can't... Okay. Yes, we believe in the Bible, right? Yes. But when you're talking to someone who doesn't believe in the Bible, who is not a Christian, you can't cite the Bible. Yes. You can, but it's not going to be very persuasive to them, okay? Because they don't believe in it, right? Yes. In, in their view, you're just writing something down on a piece of paper and then saying, look, I wrote it. See, it's true. That, that doesn't make any sense to them, okay? So let's not argue from the Bible, but let's say that the Bible says Jesus is the Son of God. And another religion says, no, he was a prophet, but he was not the Son of God. Okay? Yes. Those are two inconsistent claims, right? Yes, which means all religions cannot be true. Okay. But my question, agreed. 
My question is, Eva, what do you think is, going back to my original question, what do you think of someone, someone who thinks that all religions are true, what do you know about how they think about truth? Do Do they think of, do they subscribe to absolute truth or do they subscribe to relative truth? Doesn't it depend on their religion? What do you mean? She's got a panic look on her face. I don't know. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's let's think. Let's think. I can't talk. Think let's through think it through it together. What someone who believes in absolute truth? Okay, will they believe that two? in two claims that are inconsistent with each other, two claims that are opposite to each other. Does someone who think who believes in absolute truth, do they believe that both those things can be true? Mm-mm. No. Does someone who believes in relative truth, can they believe that both those things are true? Right. Okay, good. They can. Yes. Remember to say yes or no. Um, so if that's true, then, then let's come back to my question. Someone who believes that all religions are equal, all religions are true, does that person believe in absolute truth or does that person believe in relative truth? Relative truth. Because? Because if it was absolute truth, well, they can't all be right if you're talking about absolute truth. So if you're talking about relative truth, well, you're speaking about all their different experiences. Okay, good, good. Very good. I agree with that. So, so you have a lot of people who say, you know, there's all these different religions can be true. And I agree with you, Eva, that someone who thinks that way does not believe in this concept of absolute truth. Not really. If they did, they would recognize or, or, or they're maybe ignorant of the fact that religions teach opposing things. And so you know, that could be a reason why they, 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 I mean, they may believe in absolute truth, but they're ignorant about the fact that these religions actually teach different things. Or they may believe in relative truth, but not absolute truth. Do you understand? Do you really understand or not really? Kind of? Okay. This is starting to get confusing. It's starting to get confusing. Okay. Let me, let me just see if I can simplify it. Um, if you are someone who says all religions are the same, okay, then either you believe in relative truth, which Eva, you just explained to us why, right? Either that's the case, or maybe you do believe in absolute truth, but the reason you're saying that all religions are the same is because you're not aware of what those religions actually teach. If you actually opened the Bible and you actually opened the Quran, then you would see what they teach. And as a believer in absolute truth, you would say, oh, the Bible says that Jesus is the Son of God. The Quran says that Jesus was only a prophet, but not the Son of God. They can't both be true. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense, or is that still not clear? Well, they can't be absolute truth. They might think that they... I think what Dad's getting at is that they might think that they believe in absolute truth but it's because they don't know all of the facts right about the religion about all the different religions if they knew all the facts about all the religions and they believed in absolute truth they would say whoa 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 
these all can't be true. I mean, you know, because they're saying opposite things. Yeah. So um, that's probably a good point to stop. Maybe next time we can get into what those part different two. religions teach. Yeah, part two, what the different religions actually teach. And uh, maybe we could do like a little project since you guys are out of school now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they sound so eager. No, we we, can, even, we can even call it homework. How about that? Uh, <laughs> no. Better if you at least just don't call it homework. Uh, how about a project? Yeah, that sounds more fun. A homework project. No, no. don't. <laughs> I'll give you grades. I don't want to do it. No, I know. We can call it a learning-based experience. You have to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, to start it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So maybe we, our little project can be no. that each of us uh, do re- does a little bit of research on what different religions believe about a couple of different things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for example, we could do, uh, a re- we could have like three questions for, for next time. The first question could be, you know, maybe I'll assign a different religion to each of you and say, go learn what this religion teaches about who Jesus was. And not all religions will even talk about Jesus, right? So some will, some won't. Go research what each religion believes about or teaches about how humans came about. And finally, go learn what each religion teaches about um, how the world will end or something like that, right? And so we can sort of compare and see and demonstrate for our listeners how different religions are different, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's that's part two. We can do that next time because we're running long on, on this episode. But who can review or recap what we what we learned today, or even a little bit of it? Um, there's no such thing as relative truth. Either either something's true or it's not. In an argument, maybe both things are true. Yeah, exactly. Very good. And, and on that point, Noah. Um, Another great example, if someone comes to you and says, there is no such thing as absolute truth, you know a great th- a great question you can ask them? Okay. Are you sure? Do you absolutely believe that? To just that? that they have proof. Well, think about it. If they say, there is no such thing as absolute truth, no way, I know that for sure. You can ask them, how do you know that? Yeah, absolutely. Are, are you sure about that? Because you're making a, you're making an absolute claim about truth. You're saying that there's no such thing as absolute truth. That is your claim. That is your absolute truth claim. I mean, that's ba- that's just a basic argument strategy. Like, if you're if the other person just says something that you know for sure is not true, just ask them if their belief is based on proof. Well, I'm not asking if they have proof. That's not really what I'm getting at. I'm I'm pointing out to them that they're being a hypocrite in a way because they're they're making they're saying that there's no absolute truth, and to make that statement. They are making an absolute truth claim. They're saying that it is absolutely true that there is no absolute truth. Do you hear me? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Eva, you're making faces. What, what's the? She's copying her. She's, She's copying wiggling. Her. They're wiggling their loose teeth at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're 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 making an absolute truth claim to say that there's no such thing as absolute truth, which is nonsense, right? So okay, good good point, Noah. What else do we recap, or what else can we recap from today? What did we talk about, Leo? The truth. I think Leo has checked out most of this episode. This was a little above her head. Yeah, thinking about ice cream. It's a hard one. 
The truth is she wants ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and then, can I get ice cream too? Truth is, Dad's going to take them to get ice cream and Dad's going to feel like eating ice cream too. Yay! Both of us? Um, maybe. Me too. That's that's not my truth. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it can be your truth. Now, now truth is relative. Now that they want ice cream. <laughs> um, okay, what else? Let's re- let's finish up. So, what else do we? Eva, tell us one thing that we talked about today to recap, summarize. Um, if two people tell, like, share their experience about one story, it can still be true depending on, uh, what they're saying. Okay. Yeah. Mom, what else? I don't know. I think the kids and you pretty well covered it. I think that we, you know, we hit on what is the truth. Um, we talked about how Jesus said he is the truth. Um, we talked about, um, we touched a little bit on um, religions being the same or not the same. And um, we've talked about different examples of moral not moral truth, um, absolute truth and relative truth. And we talked a little bit about like, you know, how mysticism plays into that. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, the most important takeaway is that, you know, the examples we gave to demonstrate that there is no such thing as relative truth. There's only absolute truth. And anyone who says that all religions are the same, um, believes either in relative truth which, as we explained, is not legitimate. Or they believe in absolute truth, but they have, they're ignorant of all the facts. They, have, they haven't realized what different religions teach and how it's not the same. That They're conflicting things. So we'll pick up next time. Hopefully this was uh, helpful to some people out there. And uh, next time we'll talk about how, and give examples how different religions teach different things. Uh, Leela, could you please close us in prayer? Nice and loud, okay? Dear God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, thank you that we got to do these podcasts and we're still working on them and that we have a life to live. We all do. And none of our lives may be perfect, but at least one thing is good in them. Amen. 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 Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.